September. My cousin build up a big spliff. to mind the music i'm bringing a marketing coach to today's show and we'll be covering all kinds of fascinating things ranging from why building relationships is important in your career how to show up for your following as an artist and we even talk about having faith and turning to prayer for support Usually, the, mu the music on each show is curated by my guests. However, on this show, I put together a list I felt would be perfect to reflect the conversation here. So I hope you'll enjoy that. Let's listen to a few tunes first before we dive into the conversation.
So it is my belief that we need to be creative and think outside of the box. And today I bring you a guest whom I consider to be a marketing guru with hearts, with purpose. She has coached me one-on-one through some huge marketing hurdles and I was experiencing last year a lot of issues with my own marketing. So I needed a coach and this is the person I bring to you on my show. It's someone who I continue to follow until today. She has nothing to do with the music industry and everything to do with helping fempreneurs find their dream clients. And since I believe that every skill in life is transferable, I just had to bring her on my own show and let her work her magic. So hi, Michelle. How are you? Hello. Oh, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is so cool that we get to do this together. I totally appreciate your time and just the nuggets of wisdom that I'm sure you will share with everybody on the show. Um, But before we really dive into your golden wisdom, let's just, you know, go to the basics and uh, tell us who you are and what you do in life. Sure. So my name is Michelle Vroom and I'm the founder of Vroom Communications. And as you mentioned, I help female solopreneurs find and attract dream clients consistently. The consistency Mm -hmm. is an important piece. Um, I, yep, I've been in business for a little over three years now. Um, I have two little boys, an almost four-year-old and a two-year-old. So as you can imagine, they keep me on my toes. Um, And yeah, I, I absolutely love what I do. I'm really passionate about building relationships. I believe that's the key to any good marketing, um, no matter where you're at in business. And so I could talk about that forever. (laughs) Um, We probably don't have enough time for me to talk about that. But I mean, that's really what I get to do is I get to help women figure out how they want to build relationships in a way that feels natural and genuine for them. Yes. So as I know, because you have, you have helped me through some huge stuff last year that, that I was uh, going through my marketing, but, um, why, because I saw you make this shift, like really niche down, you know, narrow it down more and more. So why is it that you do what you do now, as opposed to what you were doing in the beginning of your business? Yeah. So in the beginning of my business, I basically said, I just want to help any small business owner. Like it doesn't matter who I just want to help them with their marketing and marketing was a very, I mean, marketing is a very broad term, right? Marketing can refer to a lot of different things. And so when I first started my business, I was helping business owners, um, you know, write and post blogs, like update their websites, like do everything and anything. And while I definitely have a working knowledge of, most areas of marketing. There are certain areas that I will call my superpower that I have decided to really hone in on. And even recently, so I made the shift initially from, you know, just serving small business owners to saying, I want to serve female solopreneurs. So women who are like running the show on their own, Mm -hmm. they don't have a support system. That was important to me because I feel strongly that especially with more and more women starting their own businesses, this is something that's needed, right? Is a lot of women struggle to put themselves out there. I work with a lot of introverts. And so I recognize the struggles and the challenges, and it's exciting to me to be able to help them. Even more recently, probably even since we've worked together, I've really made a shift to 
talking solely about like attracting clients consistently through growing your audience and building relationships. Um, it's something that I think I've always talked about, but I'm being even more deliberate about at this point in my business, because again, I have different, like there are different points in my business where I sit down and I say, how are things going? Am I focusing on what I want to focus on? And am I truly utilizing my superpower? Meaning like my God-given talent, like what I believe I was put here on this earth to do. And everybody has a superpower, yeah, just true. not everyone realizes it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so right. for me, like being able to talk about um, growing an audience and building relationships, it's something that comes really naturally to me. And I used to think that it came naturally to everyone else. And I'm realizing that's not the case. And so I'm starting to talk about that even more and more. Yeah, that's definitely what I've noticed um, since we worked together because that was, I think, in the summer of, no, wait, we started in August probably last year until October yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still following you and I, I, I could see you make that shift, which is also why I wanted you on my show because I think it can be really relevant for artists because they also build an audience, they also yeah. build a following and it doesn't necessarily have to be coming from somebody who is within the music industry to have really good insights on how to do this. And if there is one thing that you have definitely taught me, it's that building relationships is first and foremost super important, otherwise you don't have a business. But it takes time and you, you have to really go about it in, in a very, um, you know, like secure and, and knowledgeable way. It's not something that you just do once and then done you know yeah, so really yeah exactly so really building a dream audience is, is something that um is just very important for i think everybody out there listening in the music industry especially for artists because without that without an audience there is nobody listening to their music there is nobody buying their music there is no label who will you know be able to put them in front of, of audiences exactly. and it just will not make them interesting at all which may sound harsh but that's the truth. So yep, you're absolutely right. finding, finding an audience, building an audience, those are two, two things that are very important, I would, say, I would say. But to start off, it really starts off with knowing who your audience is, right? So that is something that you know yes. a lot about as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, not only do I coach my clients through that, but I myself, as I mentioned, when I first started my business, I said small business owners, that's who I was going to target. Well, that is way too broad. Like there are so many small business owners, um, in all shapes and sizes. And quite frankly, it's impossible for me to be able to target all of them. Um, I think for a lot of people, and I would imagine this is the case for your listeners as well, is there is a certain level of fear that comes with thinking about actually choosing an audience because it's easy to want to please everyone. It's easy to want to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. And when people think about choosing an audience, I think they think like, it means that I'm going to reach less, pe less people, which means less clients, less money, right? Like there's a scarcity mindset there. Um, and what I coach my clients through and what I say to, you know, my followers is listen, there are so many people out there. There is more business out there than you could possibly ever have. And if you approach things from that perspective, it totally shifts versus approaching it from the perspective of, well, there's not enough. Yeah. So I have to cast a really wide net. When you cast a wide net and you try to talk to everyone, you end up talking to no one because your messages 
aren't going to connect with the right people because you are spreading them so wide, right? That it kind of um, dilutes the message, I guess is the best way to say that when you spread it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And also, so let's assume, you know, going back a little bit to um, b- really building an audience, let's assume that I'm just really confused about why it's so important and, and you know, why I should really be focusing on that. What, what would you say to me? Sure. So um, here's what I would say. Most people are relying solely on word of mouth and referrals to bring in business. Now, don't get me wrong. Those are good things. Those can absolutely be helpful. In fact, there are some clients of mine who are focused on a referral strategy right now and, and getting you know people who can send business their way and building those relationships. However, it is very difficult and inconsistent to rely just on referrals and word of mouth because what happens is either the well dries up and inevitably at some point it always does. I always hear people being like, well, I used to just get a ton of referrals and word of mouth and now it feels like it's not happening as much Mm -hmm. anymore, especially people who've been in business for a while. But even if you have it, at some point the well is going to dry up, right? And or you are going to still get referrals, but they don't come in consistently, right? They come in when people remember to refer you. Now, Imagine having your own audience, like being connected to people who are a good fit for you. Imagine being connected to them and having them accessible at any point when you have something to share, when you want to have a conversation. I mean, you tell me what feels better, right? Sitting around, twiddling your thumbs, waiting for someone to send you business or having an audience of people who are ready and and waiting to hear from you. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have both. I have great referral partners and people who send business my way. But if I just rely on that, I'm missing an opportunity to go to my audience and be proactive about building those relationships. Like no one's going to do that for you. Mm -hmm. In the online world, you can't sit around and wait for clients and wait for business to come to you. You need to go out and find it yourself. And that starts with your own audience. It's so much easier, again, if you have that pool of people waiting, than if you're like going out into a Facebook group, I'll use that as an example, going out into someone else's Facebook group and constantly like making connections, making connections. And I do that regularly, but I bring people back into my world who are interested instead of like having to keep the conversation in someone else's group. It's exhausting. And for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, like it's just not realistic or sustainable. Yeah, for sure. And I think that definitely applies to to DJs and producers, the people that I work with, um, especially if they're just starting out and they, they don't have somebody representing them and helping them build this audience. And still, I believe that the ones who do have that representation still should be savvy about how to create and maintain their following so that they can just really have a successful and, and long career. Um, in general. Yeah. Following is your responsibility. Like Mm -hmm. that is your brand. Like you, I mean, you're following there. People are watching everything you're doing. And I would imagine too, for your audience, like being able to have those loyal followers and those loyal fans who continually buy over and over again, like who want the, the art that you're producing, the music that you're producing, like That is so incredibly important because it's not just about how many people are in your audience. It's about um, 
the quality of relationships that you're building because you could have a smaller audience, but those people are like your best ambassadors. They talk about you. They constantly want to know like what you're up to and that, I mean, you can build a really successful business just on that alone yeah. without even worrying about numbers. Yeah, totally get that. And especially because I just hear many, many of my clients and my, and my business ask me like, yeah, you know, like people don't really latch on or, I feel like nobody's listening or, um, you know, like, I don't know, like nobody's really buying my music and I, I don't really know, you know, who, who to reach out to or, you know, even the simplest things like getting a like on, on a mix that they put on SoundCloud or any other streaming service just or a comment, like just replying to that comment and just really connecting with people. Sometimes for some of my clients is like, oh, Oh, really? Is that important? Like, I had no idea, you know, like just having a simple conversation. It's, it's interesting to see that they don't always get that. Um, now, you know, I already mentioned this, you, you taught me this as well, and I'm sure you taught many people this, that the importance of building relationships um, is key to having a business. Now, this also includes networking and there are many of my clients who completely shy away from networking, which is a shame because it's so important for them to do. It's important for them to connect again to their following, but also to music industry professionals who could potentially be interested in working with them. Right. So I think in this case, there's two things are, that are interesting to explore. And well, there's obviously a lot more to, to say about that, but to really focus on the networking aspects in a music career, I think on the one hand, um, I think many artists don't understand the importance of building a professional network. And on the other, it's probably also because they don't know how to approach people, like literally how to walk up to them and, and, and network with them. What are your thoughts on these two things? Yeah, fear is a big part of this because it's like you automatically assume that people are going to think like some type of way about you, right? That there's going to be some judgment or what if people think you're stupid? Like there's a lot of internal fears that we carry um, with us. And so I think it's important to tackle those obviously before you go out and you network and you make connections. Um, but everybody experiences those. I think that's important to note. Like, mm have to act in spite of the fear versus waiting for the fear to completely disappear. Like sometimes you really do just have to take that first step. And for people who are like, well, what does that first step look like? Like, how do I go out and do that? I think that um, you can absolutely do it in a phased approach. So do you have to go to a massive like networking event or conference to start? No. Like how can you start networking even in your local community? Like maybe it's just reaching out to someone who could be a good potential referral partner for you and having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Like there are a lot of ways to um, kind of dip your toe in the water, if so to speak, um, so that you're not just diving right in. Um, that being said, I don't think that networking ever feels completely comfortable because again, we're bringing our own preconceived ideas and notions to the table. But if we can take the focus off of ourselves and put it where it belongs, which is on our either our ideal client, our referral partner, our follower, like whoever it is that we're trying to connect with. Um, if we can put the focus on them and like what they need to hear from us, I think that's really important because then we're not inside of our own heads being like, oh, they're going to think I'm weird or I don't want to do this. Like we're actually thinking about the other person, which is true service. And that's really what it's all about when you build relationships. You can't go into it 
with your own agenda. Um, you can't go into it with your own, you know, thoughts about how you want things to shake out. Like you need to put yourself in the other person's shoes and doing that helps alleviate some of that fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip because I do think a lot of DJs and producers, you know, that I encounter in my business, at least, I'm not going to say all of them, but I think many of them, especially starting out, don't approach it that way. And they probably go up uh, in a conversation and, and be like, oh, okay, so what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? And they just totally go in it unprepared and they don't think about what the other person needs from them. They just, I probably don't think about it at all, no. uh, which, which, yeah, which also ties into what you just mentioned about mindsets. I do believe also that it's very important to know why you're doing what you're doing and then the how and the what will follow. Is this something that you can shed a light on as well for people listening when they're kind of stuck on why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, I don't know what that means to me. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a great question. I mean, it's all about mindset. Like we are the ones that are inside of our own heads. We are the ones that get in our own way. I think when it comes to thinking about, um, why you're doing something, I mean, only you can answer that question, but really thinking like when I embarked on this journey, like what was my hope, right? Like what, what does that end goal look like? Um, I will oftentimes think about, especially I often do this when there is a point in my business where like things are feeling kind of sluggish or just like not, I'm not feeling as energetic or on fire. And that happens to everyone. Yeah. And one thing I'll do, um, and this is an exercise that I kind of do over and over again is really think about like, okay, fast forward to the pinnacle of my career, right? Like the peak, imagine you're climbing a mountain, <laughs> you get to the peak of your, of your career. What am I doing? What am I offering? Like, what does an ideal day look like? Who am I serving? Um, even thinking like, how much money am I making? Like truly painting that picture in detail. And then asking myself, like, am I taking steps toward that vision now? And if not, like, what do I need to do to correct that? Because I think we make things, I know we make things so much harder on ourselves than we have to. And so keeping that future focus in mind can be really, really powerful for people who struggle with the why and who struggle with finding meaning in what they're doing and wondering if they're even doing the right things. Now you can also apply that um, on more of like a short term kind of thing, right? Where you look ahead to the next six months or to the next year, like what do you want to be doing? What does that actually look like for you? Mm -hmm. um, if something feels hard or something feels forced, this exercise can kind of help take you out of that and really paint the perspective of what you want your life to look like. Cause we're not just working for the sake of working, right? No. We're working for something better. And so that's just one exercise. There are a ton more, but that's just one exercise that I have found really helpful is looking at where I want to be at the peak of my career and what steps can I take towards that now so that I'm actually moving in the direction that I want to move in versus finding myself lost in like a slew of just, I need to do this, I need to do that versus actually doing the things that I want to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I think this yeah. is something I, I work on in my coaching practice as well. It's called future pacing. So yep. really, yeah, putting putting the person in the future and having them look at themselves and like, okay, where are you? What are you doing? What does it look like? How do you feel? And then yes. taking them back along the timeline and understanding what steps they have to take and then set goals because a lot of my clients go into the music industry thinking, 
I will just make music, I will put it out there, and magic will happen. And I know that sounds really, <laughs> really nice. <laughs> the fact that you're laughing is just yeah. says it all. <laughs> well, we've all thought it, haven't we? I mean, we're right. laughing not at the people thinking that. I'm laughing because it's true. Like, that's I know, what we, yeah. we go in and we think, and then we get super jaded when business doesn't work out the way that we want. And so, yeah, I completely relate to that. Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And there's, I'm sure, so many people out there do as well. And it's just really about, yeah, understanding where do you want to be and why. And then you can actually, like, change the narrative or shape the narrative into something that other people can work with as well and that you're following can relate to and can resonate with. And then you're, you're making connections and you're... You know, you're you're just doing what you really love, which is in the end, you just want to connect with people and do do things for others and make others feel good, whether it's through your music or through any type of business that you have. Um, you also touched upon something when it came, you know, when it when we were talking about mindset that reminds me of I think something you said at some point, maybe in your Facebook group or when we were working together. I don't remember. But it's really something I want to touch upon, and it's um, the topic of fate. Like, you know, it's something, religion is something I haven't discussed on my show yet, but I think it, it's really nice to discuss it now because I know you're Christian and you have a, a strong relationship with God and prayer, and I think it's really something that is interesting to discuss as well um, in terms of how is fate helping you through your ups and downs? I love that you asked that question. I probably don't even talk about that as much as I should, like, or as much as I want to. I think that's so, so important. Um, it's everything because that's what gives me hope. I'll, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I think we live in a world that doesn't have a lot of hope right now. Like I think for a lot of people, and I'm not even talking about business specifically, just in life. I think for a lot of people, they feel lost. They feel confused. There's a lot of stress that I don't think we've ever had in our society before. Um, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Like, forget where you are located in the world, like anywhere in the world. And so I think that pressure, you know, on a personal level definitely carries over into business as well. I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves to be everything and do everything. And if you look on social media, which is a highlights reel, you feel badly about yourself. Like it's so easy to feel like I'm not who I'm meant to be. Like I'm not doing the right things and to really put yourself down. And so for me, my faith is the thing that lifts me up because I know that like God put me on this earth for a reason and I don't have to do anything to offer value. I am valuable because he made me. I am valuable because I have a relationship with God. Like it's not about how much money I make. It's not about how many clients I get. It's not about any of that. And so um, I think that's for me just gives me hope and also that perspective for when I am putting pressure on myself or when I do face tough times. Um, it's just a reminder for me that like there is a bigger picture here. Like there is someone who is in control as well because I also feel like this world and especially in business, it can feel very out of control. Yeah. And so I believe God is in control. I believe that he's in control of my business. I believe that he's guiding me. I believe that for everyone who's listening too. Um, and so I hope that that gives, you know, your listeners some encouragement because while things feel out of control, they are not out of control and you are exactly where you are meant to be in this moment. Don't let anybody tell you any differently. Yeah, that is so beautiful. And I think 
it applies to whichever belief system you have, whichever way you choose to have faith in something. I think for me, for example, it's really meditation and the daily practice of it, yeah. which also for me kind of ties into some, some, some sort of form of prayer because for me, it's really the way to find um, that one thing that holds the space between um, the stimulus and a response. And the one thing that keeps me in that space is through meditation, through prayer, and through tuning in what's around me, slowing down, and really being able to choose the next action step that I want to take and not just respond without you know, without really thinking about it and without really listening to that inner guidance system or whichever guidance system that you believe in. And I feel like there's so many people who, maybe they're not talking about it, but I do think so many people can benefit from from holding on to their faith and, and the hope that comes with it. I think that's such a beautiful message. So we really Thank wanted to talk. About that. I'm going to do, like, I need to now, now I'm have all these ideas for like yeah. a lot that I could do in my group. I'm talking about that because. Yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah, I really do think so. And I, I mean, like, it really doesn't matter whichever way you want to fill it in. I think whether you're a Buddhist or Christian or Muslim or, or whichever belief system you hold, I think it's just really, I think everybody can. Um, can relate to any sort of certain practice that you're doing, you know, whether it's prayer or meditation or whatever. Like, I think a lot of people can can relate to it and can can benefit from it. I just think a lot of people are afraid to talk about it because religion is such a heavy topic and it's something that most people don't really talk about, or at least not in the West. And you know, I really wanted to wanted to. I knew you were going to be yeah, able to talk yeah. about it. So, well, in my faith, yeah, I mean, my faith is something I talk about so much, like. I should talk about more in my business and it's not that I don't, it's just, it doesn't always come up as much, but mm -hmm. it is a thing that like grounds me. Like honestly, all the good things that I have been given in my business and in my life, I believe come from God. I don't believe that like I can do it on my own. Mm -hmm. I actually don't believe anyone can do it on their own. <laughs> we try, don't we? We try to do everything on our own, but that's the beauty is that we don't have to, you know, mm -hmm. um, there is that hope there. And I think that is an important message, um, especially in the world today. Yeah. And I do believe that, especially what you said about control. I also do believe that there is another force out there that that is just really steering everything and connecting everything together. And I think the only thing that you can, you know, get, regain control over is just your thoughts and your feelings and, and, the things that you do in everyday life and just also choosing to to turn to prayer and to tuning into everything around us rather than being in a tunnel vision and just like being a lonely island because we are not and most people especially in my practice get depressed and isolated because they they miss that feeling of unity and connection and yeah. they chose the profession of being an artist because music connects everybody together and that's just, I think, you know, it's, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. And like for people who are like, well, maybe like who are listening and are saying, well, I'm not religious or I don't know God or like I don't even know where to start. Like, honestly, I believe God will meet you where you're at. Like literally just starting with prayer or just starting with like thinking about <laughs> like 
thinking about um, whatever it is that you're struggling with, like, and offering up a simple prayer, like that can litter or meditating on whatever it is that your, your challenge is. Like, I believe that God will meet you where you're at. And it's not like you have to have this rule book or you have to have this specific prayer that you pray or any of that stuff. I do think that there are a lot of religions that kind of make people feel like you have to, you know, do all of this in this exact order. And I don't personally believe that. I believe that like my relationship with God is a personal relationship, right? We're talking about relationships. So this is, I guess, another fact of that, right? Like God is a personal relationship. And so just, you know, even asking him to guide you and like leaving yourself open to what that can look like, I think is really important too. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially because um, a lot of my coaching training was based on on, uh, you know, being one and unity and self-integration. And that really comes with a lot of backgrounds into religion. And in the beginning for me, it was kind of difficult because there were words in my coaching training that I didn't feel comfortable with, like, for example, God or, or I don't know, the universe with capital U or whichever word it was. But I just learned to kind of let it sink in and my faith found me somehow, if that makes sense, you know, rather than me looking for it or whichever way you want to put it. So I think, yeah, I think that's really an important topic that I'm really happy that we touched upon today. And um, with that, was there anything else that you wanted to share that you're thinking about that you want to share with my listeners? I think just the, the need to remove the pressure. I, I think the word pressure just keeps coming back to me because again, I think, and, and I don't think this is specific to a particular industry. I think that it's across the board, but there is just so much pressure. There are people feeling like they have to, you know, like force a square peg into a round hole to be able to make their business successful. And I just want to encourage your listeners to remove the pressure, like let go of that, let go of that desire for control. I've always been more successful when I've let go of the pressure than when I've tried to hang on or be tied to a specific outcome and feeling like I had to force it. I mean, especially in marketing, right? Like when we're Mm. talking about building relationships, if a relationship feels forced on your end, it's going to feel forced on the other person's end. So thinking about how you can remove the pressure and just relaxing and like having fun, Like we forget to have fun in our business. We forget to have fun with what we're doing. I think that's just the message that I would leave everyone with. And I hope that it speaks to whoever needs to hear it because I'm sure somebody does. Yeah, for sure. I'm totally sure. And I think on that end, it's really a beautiful message to end this show, this conversation. Thank you so, so much for sharing your beautiful wisdom with me and with the rest of us. And um, yeah, best of luck with your business as well and, and everything you do in life. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. Thank you. Scanter 
Helpless in the entity See the cage bird At the bosom of the angry shortfall One finds a fistful All engaging All engaging Perfection's in that non-perfection and I see queen, I see king, I see king, I see queen, well None of you know my kingdom manium Last chance to retract it Last chance to retract it Just the word she's saying it 
So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Actually, I should have advised you to grab a pen and paper and take notes because there is so much to take away from this. Anyway, as usual, you can listen back to the show on the Reform Radio website. That's reformradio.co.uk and on Mixcloud as well. I've got a few more tunes lined up for you and as usual, a free giveaway at the end of the show. So stay tuned.
So we are almost at the end of this episode. If anything resonated with you, then I would love to hear from you. If you think you need support, then please reach out. I am giving away a free 45-minute discovery call to any DJ or producer out there who relates to what we've discussed here and wants to explore holistic coaching for DJs and producers further. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I appreciate you for taking the time to listen and I will catch you next time for another episode of Mind the Music.
Thank you.